Welcome to another episode of Father and Son, the podcast here at WABCRadio.com. I notice uh, Anthony, my son, the title continues to say Curtis and Anthony. Yes. Shouldn't it still be called Anthony and Curtis? Well, you see, that'll be the ongoing battle as we go into the new year 2022 when the ball drops in Times Square. Will it be... Curtis and Anthony Sliwa, or will it flip and become Anthony and Curtis Sliwa? Well, I think it should be Anthony and Curtis, but that's only up to the viewers. That's right. On this very cheerful holiday. Now, explain to me the garb you're wearing. Boy, this is quite the look. That, that jacket, what is that? Well, this is a holiday jacket. Not too expensive at Astoria Thrift Shop. Astoria Thrift Shop. Wow. That is a cool jacket. That's right. It only comes with one button. But it kind of feels like I'm in like a holiday special kind of mood, if you know. Oh, well, definitely. Definitely. Uh, we may have COVID around. We may have the new variant, but that hasn't dampened our spirits. But today we have to talk about a very serious subject that you've spent a lot of time studying, Anthony, where we get a lot of the presents that are distributed throughout Christmas, Red China, Mainland China. Explain to our audience why you developed an interest in studying about Red China. Well, ever since I was in middle school, I've read about China. Before the communism, they had civil wars, and they were on our side. But when the Soviets came in 1957, it was, it was a miracle for Joseph Stalin to give them. And when the civil war was just over... They won, and us had to leave, and then we had to call it Red China. Mm. So what have you learned about Red China through the years, Communist China? Well, over the years that after the fall of the Soviet Union, Russia and China tried to get an alliance just to get rid of the United States, one of the most powerful countries ever. But it's mostly about it's capitalism versus capitalism. They're not really much communism because they don't do things like Russia did. And explain that. Explain how Russia did things and explain how the Red Chinese do things. Well, the Russians wanted to attack stuff. They wanted everything for themselves. For China, it's mostly about soft power because they're a very sneaky marketing process that no United States know about their soft power. We're going for the real marketing, more hardcore kind of power for democracy. All they want is spread around the soft power, get others to be in it. And so with all the products that they make, that we purchase, that we use on a regular basis, what can we do about that, if anything? Well, if we can make our own products and stop buying China's cheap products, like AliExpress, not sponsored, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) But I think what China loves to do is give the United States some cheap products just to give China some money. We don't want to do that. We have our own products. We have our own manufacturers. Hell, we could do that. Hmm. 
And uh, how strong is China in the gaming world in creating games that a lot of young people like to play? Well, I've looked a lot, and they're not really that great. See, there is a thing called a rip-off brands of video game consoles. Not only video game consoles, but over the years, they used to be, like, so much copying of our movies. But humanizing very, very terribly. And it wasn't the greatest when I first saw the rip-off. I'm like, nah, that's not good. Yeah, so they're not first class when it comes to gaming. No, they're not first class to gaming. Not unless the Japan. The Japanese are the first class to make the Nintendo. Hmm. Now, explain to us the difference between the uh, the old Soviet Union flag of Russia and the uh, old uh, communist uh, flag of Red China. Well, the they had similars, but China now still has the hammer and sickle. But they don't really wanted to do that because when Russia was getting... Rid, trying to get rid of communism, but they still act like it. They said, nah, you can have a hammer and sickle. But China, on the other hand, said, nah, we don't want no hammer and sickle. We just want to do things our own ways. And what are the letters that represent their country? Well, the letters, I couldn't even imagine what the letters said because I can't speak that language. But I'm probably guessing it's like communism for all of Beijing. Mm. And uh, whereas the Russians are what? The CCCP? That's right. The CCP. And what know. are the Red Chinese? The Red Chinese are just CCP. Mm. Uh, they're nothing too spectacular. They're just taking a couple words off the Soviet Union and trying to create as their own version. They're just trying to copy the Russians. They think it's like, oh, yeah, we're just going to take over the world like you guys did about 100 years ago. We're just going to modernize it. So it's a little confusing, isn't it? Well, now that we are now in the second Cold War of just like the Russians in the space race, now we are going to the Mars, the Martians. Now, uh, you, last week, as a Sovietologist, you explained to us the history of our conflict, the Cold War, with the old Soviet Union and with Vladimir Putin now, with Russia. As we look at Red China, um, did you study when Mao Zedong was the leader of Red China? That's right. It was back in, I think it was 2012, no, it was 2015, Barack Obama and the leader of China was wasn't really that great at the time because Barack Obama is more of a coward when it comes to China because they have no problems because they were really good at training stuff. But when Trump is, was in office, the training war has begun. They said the war is about to begin. Not World War Three, but World War Ships. Ah, so when it comes to the training war... Uh, how did you rate President Donald Trump at that time dealing with the Red Chinese? Well, I would rate 1% because he should not start that war. But he's like, oh, no, I didn't start that war. It was the Chinese who started the war. Trump, you lying uh, man. Don't blame the Chinese for everything they started the war. It was 
totally our fault. We should not start that war because we don't want another World War III with all the nukes and the cramps. Now, you had mentioned uh, previous to uh, President Donald Trump, there was President Barack Obama. How did he handle the Chinese? He was more soft. He didn't know anything what was going on at the time, but he's like, nah, the Chinese are fine. They could come and live in the United States. They look like they're a good kind of guy. But secretly, they're just evil. Really smart, but evilish way. Now, when you explain, Anthony, that the red Chinese are evil, what do you mean by that? What are the things that they do that uh, we have to be aware of? Well, what we have to be aware of is they are most infinite of hacking. They like to intertwine with our banks. And that's if that goes to China's banks, then we're officially under economic corrupted and then the whole nation which is utterly fell we spent years 1776 to the modern days where we were trying to fight them and now we're trying to fight them and it still hasn't worked so we need to think better plans more plans not soft ones but hardcore what their knowledge is now uh, how would you uh, say that our new president, President Joe Biden, is doing in dealing with the red Chinese? I think he's just so soft on them. It's like, nah, we could just still trade with them. But I think other hands, it's like, nah, if you intertwine with them, with our national banks, that's going to lead to an economic crisis and going down to the Second World War of the Great Depression of the 1930s. Now, if you uh, were able to give advice to President Joe Biden about dealing with Red China, what would you be telling the President of the United States, Anthony? Well, I would say you got to go hard on the Red Chinese because they're too slick. They hacked us twice. And you got to do something about that. You got you to gotta invade them or you, like, just take them out. Doesn't matter. Now, question, you're how old now? 18 years old, and it's been grand. And you uh, just celebrated your birthday. That's right. But when you talk to your fellow friends who are like 18 years old, those that go to school with you or those who are friends on the outside, do they know anything about Red China? They don't really necessarily know about what they're doing with Red China because they don't really think about these kind of things. They think about other stuff. And when I explain to them, yeah, if China can intertwine with us, that's going to be bad news for your bank accounts. Mm, so that, that seems to get their attention. Oh, oh yes, because we got to protect our bank accounts, our, our credit cards, or anything. Now, we see there's another bout with COVID. Uh, people, again, are putting the masks on. They're socially distancing. All of this COVID originally started in red China. From everything you've read, from everything you've researched, how did this COVID come about, this virus? Well, it's because of mutations. Whenever there's a new variant or any type of mutations, it starts to get worse. By the time, by 2022, I don't really know what we do in the, this kind of situation. We just hope for the best that this Omicron is spreading really fast. It's going to be the end of the human race. But that's only the future could decide that. Now, 
Do you believe, uh, Anthony Sliwa, that this COVID virus that started in Red China was an accident or that the Red Chinese government started this coronavirus on, on purpose? I would say the Chinese government thought about the plan. It's like, hmm, you know what? Nah, we're just going to do this on purpose and leave that all of that to the United States and see how they like it. But it actually backfired on them because now they have to wear a mask. So do us because we're suffering in our own crisis. And how is this affecting your relationships and relationships of other young people with one another? Now that we've had to sort of, again, put the masks on, separate from one another and be careful. The best way that we have to be careful is we got to do more research about more vaccines if this is actually the only way that we can. And we got to tell people another way that you have to six feet or seven or eight feet apart because you don't know if the it can spread to your lungs. Because if that spreads to your lungs, you're going to start coughing a lot, fevers, chills, everything you can imagine is just inside of you. Now, are you in the classroom now or are you back to virtual learning because of the virus? Well, when I was told that it's like so many cases have gone up and now we're virtual because it's the only way that this virus cannot hurt us on the inside but all the Omicron cases went so rocketed, just like the crimes in 2018, that we had to force to stay in our own homes. It's like March of 2020, but more of a twist. Like, not really more suffering. It's only temporarily, but we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. And so, in this uh, instance, you're learning at home now. You were back in school, and now you're back learning at home. That's correct. Because when you're on virtual, it's very hard to know what you are paying attention to. Because you got to be on the computer. That's bad for your eyes, especially for my eyes. I've been on the screen the entire time. No rest. You know, that's just not good. We need to take the time away from our screens so we don't have to suffer our eyeballs that much because if you look at screens for a very long time that's not good for you Mm. (laughs) now meantime at 18 have you had the vaccine yes i had two vaccines one booster maybe i could get another booster but we don't know for sure now wait a second you've had two vaccines at 18 and a booster i'm 67 your father I've only had two shots of the vaccine. I haven't even had my booster yet. How did you get the booster before I did? Well, because I never knew that the booster actually came out before. So I didn't know any research what the booster can do. But we need to know if the booster works correctly or this could be a false advertising. Because all they want is moolah, moolah, moolah. Mm. Now, when you had your first shot of the vaccine, uh, did you have any problems, any side effects? I didn't have any side effects. But then a day or two, my muscles were sore all the way. I couldn't even lift the weight of my arms. So what I do, I had to stay in bed. I had to wait until this pain goes away. 
Once the pain went away, I feel I feel like a whole new grand of a person. Hmm. Not ten grand of it. <laughs> now that was the first shot, right? Yeah. Did you have any uh, ramifications after the second shot? After the second shot, it started going to my left arm, and then I couldn't even feel what was going on because it's like my muscles either my arm wants to stop working or it's like mm. hey body what what are you doing like are you tightening it up or are you trying to rope yourself into what, what's going on did you have any problems when you had the booster shot no no problems with the booster shot it, it's like eh, that's like a it's like a numb but it's like eh, you'll be fine about maybe 15 to 20 minutes or so now you'll be fine uh, how did your fellow students and friends react to the shots did they get the vaccines too Yes, some of them actually got the vaccines, and some of them actually don't want to because they think it's all religious or whatever it is. And I'm like, I can understand if you don't want the vaccine because I know you don't trust it. I'm not forcing you to go get it. I'm I'm just concerned of what's going to happen to you. That's my only concern. So did you actually have conversations in your classroom about uh, getting the vaccine and the importance of it? Yeah, because once you had the vaccine, it's like an influenza virus. If you don't have the vaccine, either you're going to look like a pale white milk skin, <laughs> like a white milky slime. But other than that, you may need it. If you don't have it, you're just coughing, sneezing, snot drove once like a five-year-old that has nothing to do all day. Now, question, uh, wearing the masks, uh, young men and young women your age, have they gotten used to the masks? Do they not want to wear the masks? What's, what's the average point of view of your friends about wearing masks? They seem they don't mind wearing a mask because they think it's like, oh, I can't breathe. Well, it's the same thing when I first wear the mask. When I was told outside, you need to have a mask on, but I'm like, oh, I can't breathe. But you can. I'm just trying to trick them. But you can actually breathe because it's cloth. It's cloth. It's not really made of paper. They say that just to advertise you. But the cloth mask, the Gucci mask, all of those, when I had it, it's like hard to breathe because I feel like it's like suffocating my lungs a little bit. But it's like one, over time, you'll get used to it. You'll be fine. All right. Now, you, uh, like your friends, you take the subway often to go to school. Uh, and sometimes you take the subway to patrol as a guardian angel. How difficult is it to do all of that while you have to wear a mask on? Well, while wearing a mask, it's important that the subway safety rule is you have must wear a mask even if you're vaccinated. If you don't have your mask, you're going to get kicked out just like at the airplanes so much at the airports. Either if you don't have a mask, that's going to find you $500. It doesn't matter if what the government says. If you're not wearing a mask... You got to get out of the station, no problems. Now, have any of your friends or fellow students uh, tried not to wear a mask? Well, if they don't want to wear a mask, it's I'm going to start charging them like more $500. Like, <laughs> you got you to do that. It's the only way to protect your respiratory system. So it's going to be the Anthony uh, Sliwa ticket book, right? Oh, You'll write yeah. him a ticket. 
Yeah, I can write them a ticket. If you don't have a mask, I can still find you. Now, uh, we're at a point where we're close to New Year's, the dropping of the ball in Times Square. From what you've seen, Anthony, should Mayor de Blasio be encouraging people to come to Times Square to watch the ball drop? Or should he cancel those activities because we have a new wave of COVID-19 that's gripping our area? Well, this one's the hardest one for me to explain this. I would say if you're six feet or 12 feet apart from everyone else, I would say you have to go. But if you don't want to and watch the ball drop on the hugest TV, I'm pretty sure you could just go and stay home. Just don't go outside in the cold because it looks like it's negative seven degrees once the new year drops. Now, uh, as uh, we get into the new year, do you have any things that you want to focus on now that you're 18, now that we're going into 2022? What are your goals? What are your priorities, Anthony uh, Chester Sliwa? My priorities is to make my health a lot better, going to the gym, do my driver's license, you know, all of that kind of 18 stuff year olds. Oh, so you uh, you want your uh, driver's license, not not just your learner's permit. That's right. Now, have you rethunk which uh, car you want? Which is the car that you want? A Dodge Charger RT, uh, one of the Fast and the Furious ones. So let me get this straight. A brand new Dodge Charger RT. Who's going to pay for that? Obviously, it's going to be me because if I save money, I will do everything to do it. Wow. And how much money is that going to cost? That's going to cost (laughs) $300,000 plus dad's tax. And where did you first see this car? I saw it on Google. And I'm like, there's any other cars that I could just buy instead of just a $300,000 because there's loads of it. Paul Walker's is almost a million dollar cars after he just exploded. That's crazy. Now, uh, when did you first see Fast and Furious? I saw that one, I think it was around 2015 or 2014. And I started loving it because there's a lot of actions. There's a lot of explosions, a a lot of storytelling, what's behind it. And it's like... It's the greatest one instead of Pixar because Pixar is just not good. Disney, same thing. They're just too, they're too much. But with Fast and the Furious, who has those shades? Who has the fastest car? Two cars racing in California or Florida or wherever. By the time the Fast and the Furious of the Seven, um, Fast and Furious 7 is actually good because it has the rock. But with 2015 or 2013, Paul Walker actually, all the cast members were so devastated that Paul Walker died. Mm. Mm. And you've seen all seven episodes of Fast and Furious? All seven. And uh, who is your favorite actor in that series? I got to say it's The Rock and Dwayne Johnson. So what about Diesel? Vin Diesel is also good because it's like, well, he's the best. He knows how to race. And so are you looking forward to any future episodes of Fast and Furious? 
They made the final one, which is Fast and Furious 9. But instead of The Rock, it's actually someone else. You seem to be a little disappointed about that. I'm not disappointed. No, I'm, I'm glad that, that um, someone else is actually playing the part. Well, uh, Anthony Chester Sliwa, as we welcome in the new year when the ball drops in Times Square, what advice do you have for all of our uh, pe- the people out there who are watching now and listening to our Father and Son podcast, which features Anthony and Curtis? What advice do you have for all of those who are watching now and listening for the new year? For the new year advice, just remember just to keep safe, sanitize, wash your hands, but also keep in mind of what's going on. Also, keep researching on the new variant because this will be in the textbook way, way in the future for any future generations that wanted to learn about it in the next couple of generations in 2029. Well, this is the end of episode three. We've seen uh, Anthony Chester Slewa prove to us that he's a gaming expert. In episode number two, you proved to us you were a Sovietologist. You told us about the history of the Soviet Union, Russia. And today you touched on Red China, us dealing with the Chinese. But also we went in a lot of different directions, finishing up with your analysis of the episodes of the Fast and Furious movie series. So... To everyone out there, from Anthony Chester Sliwa, I'm yours truly, Curtis Sliwa. Ho, ho, ho. Have a happy new year, and may it be positive. Keep watching our podcast at wabcradio.com, and know that this year, we're going to blow it up, right? We're going to blow it up. Make sure also subscribe, turn on those notifications. If you want more podcasting series, it'll be right down there. Well, that's number three episode of Father and Son in the Can, featuring Curtis and Anthony, although I have a feeling it's going to change at the top of the new year. <laughs> It'll probably be Anthony and Curtis. That's right. Happy New Year, son. Happy New Year, Dad. <laughs> <laughs>